This is episode 785 for May 2023, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. Before we get to this month's spider history, I want to give you a heads up about our Patreon, patreon.com slash crawlspace. You can get uh, exclusive items like uh, our Spider Satellite review show, which I just posted. Uh, 23 books were reviewed in that one. Lots and lots of spider books out there. Lots of symbiotes. If you like Venom, if you like Carnage and all the other people, uh, we tackled a lot of reviews on that exclusive episode episode only available on our Patreon page. Uh, There's also a Discord for the Patreon members. You also get early release episodes of our podcast. You get swipe like t-shirts and coffee mugs and stickers and even hoodies. So one more time, log on to patreon.com slash crawlspace, help support the site, and get some very cool perks. Hey, crawlspacers, welcome to our spider history, and here's the man, JR at the gate. Goblins at the gate is what we're talking about on this one, right? Yeah, we are, but first I got to call out Milo for claiming I was making things up during that last episode. <laughs> <sighs> Well, that's been a running gag for and truth for years, uh, as mentioned by our next person, uh, George. He makes stuff up, right? He does make stuff up, and I thought we were doing uh, Spidey Superman stuff. That's next. That's month. next month. <laughs> oh my, my bad. That's next month. We're doing bad. Superman. Don't don't uh, up up and away me. Uh, <laughs> well, it's too late. It's right there in my in my bio. Now I have to go change that. <laughs> I'm so vexed right now. Well, it's no, it's good. not the American way. It's for a better tomorrow. You should be George better tomorrow, Barryman. I'll be whatever the hell I want to be, Fettinger. <laughs> How about that? All right. <laughs> Goblins uh, at the gate, huh? And this is, is this the, this is like a year later, right? After Hobgoblin lives. Let's see here. It uh, was, uh, yes, 1998. And so Hobgoblin lives was 1997. So Stern also came back to write this. What? Because Norman Osborn is now alive. Yeah, he was, he was the was co-plotter the- along with Glenn Greenberg. Glenn Greenberg shows up on a lot of these because he was uh, kind of the goblin expert. Um, he, um, because you were unavailable, <laughs> he, he was the one who tried to keep Howard Mackey straight as well during, uh, the, uh, reveal that Osborne was alive and Peter Parker 75. Cause as he said, uh, uh, continuity was not Howard's uh, strongest point. So, uh, all right. So take me through this one, JR. We all, right, three issue, all right. Three issues, right? All right. Another three Titanic three issue tale. And I yep. wonder if I'll get through this any quicker than the last Titanic three issue tale. <laughs> all right. All right. Part one has Norman Osborn making the rounds on the talk show circuit after publishing his best-selling biography, Survivor of the Big Lie. He is currently on the, uh, let's see here, the uh, Reggie and Katie May show. Obviously a takeoff on Regis and Kathy Lee, I bet. Yes. And, and Roger Stern gets in a little dig saying as if those two buffoons weren't hard enough to stomach on their own. So, well, so, you know, Norman is, uh, Norman is, you know, telling about how, you know, he hid in Europe for years because of that evil Spider-Man, but he decided that he could no longer be afraid of Spider-Man. Uh, and he had to, he came back to America to retake his name and his honor. And of course, Peter, you know, Spider-Man, he's watching this on, you know, the big Jumbotron on Times Square. And of course, he's given the reader a little history of his relationship right. with Osborne and letting everybody know that Osborne is not being not being truthful and that he right. truly is the original evil green goblin. All right. Well, Kingsley is also Roderick Kingsley, who, as we know, last month was captured by Spider-Man and put in jail. Now, anyway, little boys and girls, many of you requested goblins at the gate. So what I decided to do was since we'd already done uh, the reveal of the hobgoblin, which would Ned leads, which we thought was the reveal of the hobgoblin, two eighty nine requested yeah. this. I went ahead and put in goblin. Uh, the hobgoblin lives. So now you kind of can take three segments of spider history and watch them as a trilogy. Oh. So anyway, so this is, <laughs> better than Lucas can do. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we can blame George for this latest one, no, uh, unless we, we unless we uh, blame him for uh, selling it off. The the latest one makes uh, the prequels look good by comparison. <laughs> the, yeah, it's amazing how people stop bitching about the prequels when the sequels came out. Oh, all really? right, so it is. 
Anyway, so Kingsley is watching Norman on TV and he just can't stand it. It's eating a hole in his stomach because he knows Osborne's lying. And there Norman is sucking up all this attention and glamour and glory and enjoying the fruits of his labors and his fortune. And Kingsley is sitting there rotting in jail. But a plan forms and he decides he wants to see his attorney. <laughs> Back to the and we go to the Daily Bugle, and of course, as everyone knows, it's all yep. you know, boys and girls. Osborne bought fifty percent of the Daily Bugle, basically blackmailing Joni into selling it to him because the second Jack O' Lantern, who I don't know if we've ever really found out who it was, Tom DeFalco said it was uh, um, Danny Burkhart, but. Uh, uh, J.M.D. Mateus created that character, uh, and D. Mateus admitted he had no idea who he was. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so this uh, the second Jack O'Lantern was uh, Osborne's messenger uh, to blackmail Joan into selling Osborne half of the Daily Bugle. So anyway, so Osborne and Osborne is so happy right now, you know, with 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 his book being the number one bestseller and with the Bugle going back to profitability after Jonah ran it into the ground with all his scurrilous yellow journalism. Osborne's going to give everybody a raise, you know, even Ben Urich and Osborne apologizes to Ben for discrediting his legacy of evil book, which pinned Osborne as the original green goblin. But Norman says, it's an instrument of my faith in you that I didn't fire your ass, you know, (laughs) blasphemous book. I'm a wonderful guy. Ah, uh, well, so of course, Norman's pressing the flesh, making the rounds, and Peter is just sick in his stomach. But a good line here. To- I totally. Hope- oh, yeah, go ahead. Great line. Peter, I hope you enjoyed the book. I'm waiting for the movie. Totally different characterizations than what we get in the modern Spider-Man, isn't it? Y- yes. Yeah, like there, there's a lot of animosity between these two. Yeah. Well, justifiably so. Well, yeah, yeah, but but you know we're in a different era right now. Norman's sins have been purged, and we don't know where that's going to. We don't yeah. know where that's going to go. But uh, anyway, yeah. so yeah, Jonas had enough. Not only has Peter had enough of Norman, but Jonas had enough of Norman, and Jonah thinks he's going to do something about it. Uh, and as we see, Jonah has a firearm. He's he's going to blow Norman's head off. But that doesn't resolve. That doesn't happen until later. So, um, and he doesn't really spoiler. He doesn't kill Norman. Um, so boy, that'd be something, wouldn't it? Huh? (laughs) Boy, that'd make a good cover. Yeah. (laughs) Jonah with a smoking gun in his hand and a dead Norman Osborne at his feet. Yeah. Yeah. Except Norman wouldn't stay dead. Right. No. Anyway, Norman's like herpes. He's always going to be around. By the way, out of curiosity, this just went through my mind. So Norman died in 73, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. And then he came back to life in 98. So how many years is 96. that? 96. Uh, 96. How many years yeah. is that? That's, that's uh, like uh, a three years. That's like a few months in story. story so time. has Norman been alive since 96 to 2023? Has he been alive yep. longer than yep. he was he, dead now? Yep. Interesting. Yeah, and actually, seven years had passed uh, between Norman's quote-unquote death and uh, the end of the Clone Saga. Yeah. Uh, that was um, stated specifically in um, uh, the first page of Osborne Journal. So, yeah, interesting. Uh, but that was because the Clone Saga or the the original Clone Saga quote-unquote happened five years ago, and uh, it was two years between Gwen's death and uh, the first clone story. Yeah. Oh, anyway. So anyway, so Kingsley meets with his lawyer and he wants it put out that uh, he's going to make a deal with the DA because he has a journal. It wasn't destroyed like all the other Osborne journals. He's got a journal proving that Osborne is the green, the original green goblin, and he's going to make a deal with the DA. Well, Mm -hmm. Roderick knows exactly what he's doing here. And sure enough, the news gets to Norman Oz. Now look at that face. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This looks uh, like 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 uh like a Marvel tie-in with the pens. <laughs> <laughs> 
that you ever take a phone call face. where you just crap your pants like Norman did? Well, <laughs> just, try wow. the Marvel Depends. They will boot scoot and booty you. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Actually, this this is kind of this kind of these are the eyes of uh, uh, you'll you'll kind of see motto. those crazy eyes on the third hobgoblin. Or tired of tired of frosting yourself doing important phone calls. Depends is <laughs> for you. <laughs> no way, King. Anyway, so he hears about Kingsley's idea, you know, plan. No way, Kingsley. No way. Let's go get some coffee at the grind. Yep. And uh, so let's have a car. So Peter and Mary Jane are having a conversation uh, where, you know, Peter's feeling guilty. And then Mary Jane, you know, uh, is like, you know, peps him up again by promises, promising him uh, a little sheet action later on, in the, <laughs> later on in the day. And then before though, and then Jill Stacy. Oh, hey, oh. Because uh, as you know, boys and girls, during this period of time, the Stacy's uh, siblings. Um, they were that were cousins <laughs> who um, not Jill Stacy since the nineties. Yep. Who Marvel uh, would uh, would try to force on us after Mary Jane's death? Yes. Yes. Oh God. Originally, she was times. a good character. It was because it was like Paul was the jerky brother, the jerk brother, and and Paul was actually one of my suspects for this fake Green Goblin, but it turned out it, he wasn't. He wasn't An- another Paul. Save us from Pauls. Yeah. Ooh, that's right. Anybody with the name of Paul, you know that it's a bad omen. Is there a superhero so- named Paul? I'm sure chat. there has to be. Chat. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Horn- if anybody knows, probably Hornacek, Chat, Paul, superhero name. Yeah. I'm sure there's been an X-Men at some point because there's been so many X-Men now. I'm sure yeah. at some point there's been an X-Men named Paul. That's true. If there's an F- X-Men that throws off parts of bo- their bones, X-Men's that have, have barf powers. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'll do a little I'm, digging. Give me a minute. Yeah. So anyway, but anyway, as as you know, and so well, basically. Paul Rudd. <laughs> that didn't count. That doesn't <laughs> count. Anyway, what, what, what Jill's really here to do, though, is she's here to plug a flashback issue because she's, you know, she comes to Peter and Mary Jane and she says, uh, Oh, Norman Osborne's a really bad guy. Uh, he ain't fooling me. I know he's a bad guy because my father used to be head of security for Osborne revealed in Peter Parker, Spider-Man minus one flashback issue. So Jill's only purpose here is to plug another story. Uh, well, honestly, when you got four or five of them and you're trying to keep all the trains kind of on the track, it doesn't, you can't do it all in one. I, I understand why they do that. They don't do it now for God's it's sake. It's creatively bankrupt. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, but then again, this is the guy who, who uh, supports Secret Wars, which was one of the most creatively bankrupt stories ever told. So, you know, <laughs> also, one of, JR. also <laughs> one of the best selling and soon to be motion picture well, you know, well, we'll see. We'll see. There, there's I, people, uh, you know, there's, there's people who line up for Roger Corman movies too, Brad. So Disney, you know. Disney, Disney's in the kind of the boat that, uh, that Sony was in like a few years ago, where they just announcing everything doesn't mean it's necessarily going to get made. Uh, I'm starting to think that like a lot of the stuff that like Marvel has, has been saying, Oh, we're doing this or is actually quite bullshit. Uh, Star Wars and Marvel both. By the way, I've got to this panel, JR. You got to look at it. Uh, Betty Brant tries to recreate in her own way a face it, Tiger. You just hit the jackpot, but I don't think pulls it off. <laughs> well, that's because she's a. Um, that's because she's a horrible person. Well, I'll give you that. Now, for everybody who now for everybody out there, you know, who who's probably thinking that I'm making too many allusions to Peter and Mary Jane having a little little action upstairs, you know. Go go back a few panels and and listen. Just w- watch the conversation between them. Okay. okay. Yeah. All yeah. Right. All right. Speaking of, Aunt May won't be back from the Senior Citizen Center for another hour. You know. That's not what he says, Jr. Wait a minute. Hold you, on. Here. You've got your aunt wrong. Great dinner, MJ. Thanks, Tiger. Thought I'd get a little creative with the leftovers. Speaking of getting creative, Aunt Anna won't be back from the Senior Citizen Center for about an hour. And tonight, Party of Five is on it reruns. Is a rerun. Uh, so, you go upstairs. I'll do the dishes and join I'll you. I'll do the dishes and join you. She says short ding dong. What? <laughs> Brad Douglas. <laughs> wow, Peter. that was a cheap one. <laughs> Holy cow. She says short ding dongly. Brad, yeah. you're a horrible person. I'm reading. Feel, I'm not making and stuff you up. Feel bad. It's up there. It says short ding dong. 
She doesn't say the ding dong. The she's ding dong is the doorbell. It's literally someone ringing the doorbell to alert the people inside that someone is it would like would like to uh, to gain egress into the household. Okay, whatever, whatever. Well, anyway, we go, but we go to the, and we find out the egressor is uh, Betty Brand, who says, "Oh, Peter, I need, I got a hot tip for a story, and I need you to take pictures or something big happening in Joyce, and it's not just radioactive dumps." Uh, so, thank you, Mister Comics. I got fans too, Jr. They just don't out. They just don't e- don't encourage him. <laughs> Well, Milo says that was better than most of my jokes. So thank you. Hey, Jobo, what, Brad, what is your middle name? We'll talk about that later. Uh, right. Oh, because I, I feel like I kind of need a middle name no, to, uh, no. to, to inject now when you, <laughs> We're good. When, you, when you really just. Oh, yeah. Uh, like I'm going to give you ammo to fire at me. I'm That's quite true. Good. That's like a parent. You know, like when we my, need. Uh, yeah, we need middle name power. Yeah, when no, my mother, good. when my mother would get mad at me, she would call me John Richard because that's what that's what Jr. stands for. So it'd be, you know, whenever she said John Richard, I knew I was in trouble. So anyway, so Betty and Peter go out to uh, because, you know, there's you know, this is Kingsley's going to be taken from the prison and spirited away where he's going to secretly meet with the D.A. And he's going to turn over. He's going to tell the location of these journals, this secret journal. He's going to make a deal and blah, 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 blah. Well, so Peter and, and Betty are out there and um, then all of a sudden the green goblin appears. Boom, boom. Yes. The green goblin appears while, while Kingsley is being spirited, uh, getting get ready to be, uh, go to this secret location. Or maybe this is the secret location. But anyway, getting ahead of myself here. The green goblin attacks. And then Betty, uh, S- Betty uh, notices that Peter is gone saying, oh, I hope he gets some good pictures. Come on, Betty. She's I don't see Peter everywhere. Green it's Kingsley the Green Goblin and Spider Man. Where's Peter? Oh boy. Anyway. Well <laughs> look at so, that. <laughs> the, the, remember those eyes that Norman was making earlier? These there they are, are again. These are some similar eyes. He got bumped. So, yep. you know, that's a, another onomonapita. Uh yep. But King, you know, Kingsley's not uh, too keen on Spider-Man rescuing him, you know? Uh, In fact, he, uh, you know, boots Spider-Man away and uh, Spidey, you know, gets separate, zapped and separated from, from the goblins. And the Green Goblin takes Kingsley to meet Norman Osborn. And Kingsley goes, oh, you're good. You're real good. Oh, okay. Oh, look at look at Norman smoking a cig there. Oh man, Norman Ooh. is just puffing away. You know the oh. goblin formula takes. You know no oh oh what is it? Uh, what is that? What no OCPD or whatever when you have the goblin formula? COPD. COPD. Okay. COPD. Yeah. All right. You're All right. Interesting. Oh. Interesting. Norman and Norman has hired someone to be in the suit. Who could that be? Oh boy, I tell you. Oh, this was this was a mini series that I was uh, uh really anticipating. Uh and so far so good. So far so good. Uh, so we go to uh Spectacular oh, Spider-Man number 260. Look at look at um that beautiful John Romita senior cover. Ooh. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. The, this was a good era was, in Spider-Man. Yeah. It gets, uh, I think, Brad, we talked about it a lot, mm-hmm. that with the exception of Sensational, the uh, post-Clone Saga period, between, yep, the, good. between the Clone Saga and the reboot, uh, you had three good writers uh, telling some very strong, and I, including Howard, uh, telling some very good Spider-Man stories. Although this wasn't the regular one. DeMatteis was the regular writer on Spectacular, and right now Stern is kind of subbing for him. Uh, but this was a really, this was a good era in Spider-Man. It, I, like it what, I like what Milo says. JR's middle name is making things up. <laughs> no, unfortunately, I'm not, I'm not making that one up, unfortunately. <laughs> That's pretty so, good. But uh, anyway, so. Kingsley, you know, we, 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 we issue two sixty starts out with Kingsley and Osborne and the green goblin, um, you know, and Kingsley is not fooled at all. You know, um, I like the writing on this and I, I was, I was sour on this because of the art. I don't think Luke Ross is up to the story. 
Uh, I think he's a little young. He's, he's gotten better over the years, but uh, I'm, I was still kind of sore that it took our pal Sal off of it, off of Spectacular Spider-Man. Because I think Sal Buscema would have delivered this, not with uh, Bill Sienkiewicz's inking, but uh, a regular Sal Buscema would have done this story really good. Yeah, Sal could have done uh, really well with this. What do, Sal, what's your thoughts on this art, guys? Um, this panel, especially, I'm not a fan of. I don't, I don't hate it, but uh, you know, I, I mean, again, I'm, I'm not going to criticize art for the most part. Uh, it's, it's weird. It's like I, I don't feel that I can draw, so I, I usually don't criticize artists unless they're just a, a obvi- an obvious bad fit for the book, like that stilt man artist from back in the day. Mm. Um. But uh, but I, I it's passable here. I mean, I, it didn't stop me from enjoying the story. But yeah, you can look at it. I mean, but that goes for any book. I mean, you can look at any book and say, well, this would have been better if it had been drawn by John Romita Jr. or Sal Buscema or Ron Friends. I mean, yeah, because they're awesome. Because they're awesome. Jr., yeah. your thoughts on the art on this one? It it, it does. Uh, uh, my opinion is similar to George. Usually, I don't notice it unless it is so bad that it's distracting, uh, like some of the art these days. Uh, well, I know you have a problem with um, Paul Jenkins. Uh, the goblin story that Ramos drew, because that would have been an epic looking oh, book. Yeah, yeah, anybody but Ramos. And Ramos is a lot better than he used to be. But yeah. early 2000 Ramos was kind of rough, in my opinion. Yeah. And I'm well, a, I'm a Ramos fan. Yeah. But uh, I've said before, I'm like, I don't necessarily know that his style is something that should be used on like the premiere, you know, the premiere book in Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But well, uh, he, yeah, he, at that time though, he wasn't doing amazing. He was doing, uh, what Peter was Parker. It? Peter yeah, Parker. it was Peter Parker, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the death in the family story. Uh, but yeah. with Jenkins writing it, it was the premiere. <laughs> True. It was the premiere at the time. It was, it was dude. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, I think, cause I think that was before, or maybe that was concurrent when JMS took over amazing. But anyway, so Kingsley yep. is not fooled by Osborne's little subterfuge here, and Osborne knows that Kingsley's not fu- uh, uh, fooled. Um, so, but you know, Norman's going to show how tough he is by putting a cigarette out out of his hand. Oh, you let know. me let me get that putting that cigarette out in his face. Oh, or both. Well, uh, he puff. he blows smoke at, it, but he he puts a cigarette out in his hand. It's pretty good. You know why this is funny? Uh, because yeah. uh, in. Uh, in in smokers parlance, uh, technically, this is uh, if you if you blow smoke in someone's face, yeah. technically it means you want to be intimate with them. What? Uh, what? Supposedly, subconsciously, this what? has always been a thing. Yeah, I thought it was an insult. I've never. I don't who, think. Who I don't would think be attracted to that. I don't think Stern meant it that way, Brad. This is a throwback from decades ago. I've never heard that. <clears throat> wow. Well, like back the in the seventies. Th- between the three of us, who was the who's the smoker? I mean, well, he, yeah, he would know. I'm not, uh, he would I've know. never smoked. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so, I mean, he when when he visited you, Brad, several years ago, he didn't blow smoke in your face, then did he? I didn't uh, smoke no. at all around Brad back then. Yeah. Oh golly, I, may, it, we may have in in the restaurant. I know you can't smoke no, in a restaurant. Yeah. No, Maybe I didn't. Outside. I didn't smoke around you. I didn't smoke uh, at all until I was back on the road. Right. So, so anyway. Look at Norman um, putting him on his ass right there. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, Norman, uh, uh, because, um, you know, Kingsley is, uh, uh, you know, Kingsley's trying to, you know, trying to alpha male Osborne, and, uh, of course, Osborne's not going to have any part of it. Uh, oh, by the way, this is a neat little homage to the cover yep. of uh, Amazing Spider-Man 250. Oh. Um, ah, it's yep. great. Steal it. Yeah, you're right. Yep, yep, yep. 251's <laughs> the hand out of the, the, the water hand with, with the, the mask. mask. Yeah. yeah. Yep, and that's the one friend's cover. Kingsley Kingsley proposes that uh, he and Osborne work together uh, because uh, Kingsley Kingsley uh, can has you know Kingsley obviously has his own business empire, and he can join his resources with Osborne's resources, uh, and uh, so he's offering that to uh, that to Norman. Norman says, well, okay, well, let's, once we get this journal taking thing, all this journal thing taken care of, I'll yeah. think about it. So, yeah. All righty. Well, of course, you know, Peter Parker is pondering. Uh, and, uh, let's see. Let me get there. Yeah. Yeah. Peter there's Parker not much pond- that goes on. Peter, Peter Parker's pondering. I like uh, that. A liter- Peter Parker pondering. 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> and he's, he's kind of, you know, he's kind of doing a little cane watching right there. He is. Um, yeah. I like that. That's a funky looking pose. Yeah. Yeah. So see, played havoc with my romantic evening at home with Mary Jane. I wasn't making, <laughs> I wasn't making things up boys and girls. So anyway, so Peter goes in the daily bugle. He looks uh, like a, uh, like a gargoyle. Up yeah. There. That's that cool. is true. That's true. Oh, and, nice. uh, we, we, uh, he finds out that Osborne is not at the daily bugle. Ooh, look um, at, I hate to interrupt you, but look at that. That's, that's very friendsish. Look at George. Look at that. Look yeah. At that. that looks pretty cool. Nice. Well, you you just got done telling us how you hate the art in this book, and then you're like, "Oh, hey, well, I'm warming up to it. Warming up to it." Well, so Peter goes to the bugle, finds out Osborne's not there. Uh, you know, he uh, has a little exchange with with Betty and with uh, with Flash because uh, at this point in time, you know, Flash is uh, you know Flash has been kind of you know down on his luck, drinking and again and getting in trouble, and and Norman offers him a job as his personal assistant. So he just thinks Norman Osborne is the, you know, Nor- Norman's the, uh, the shit, you know, this, so, this uh, is pre, um, given flash some, uh, this is, yeah, this to- is, yeah, this is before, uh, death in the family where he gets him drunk and then, uh, that was has, so has evil, was puts so him evil. A- Puts him in a truck and rams oh, him man. and has him drive right into Peter's school when or Peter's oh, teaching. That was um, a good Paul Jenkins story. That was a yeah. good Paul Jenkins run. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. It was just because there, and there's this panel where Peter's just staring at this truck. It says Osborne. Oh, that so, was great. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, Peter being a teacher though made him too old, according to Brad. So um, true. It, <sighs> <laughs> You and the Spider-Man writers are the only ones who believe that. But anyway, so, I miss him being a photographer. Boy, by God, he hasn't done that in what, 10, 15 years? Because it's <laughs> it's not 1960s anymore. 1970s he can go, papers are he, he can go know. get video for the dailybugle.com. Uh, They've never they don't do that. So anyway, so so they go, we go back, we go to the Multivex building. You know, Multivex is a subsidiary of Oscorp and uh, Kingsley and uh, Osborne are plotting. Uh, and of course, neither one of them trust the other uh, and believe the other is full of crap. And uh, so, you know, basically it's like uh, Kingsley is, you know, again, I'll get, I'll get the journal. Um, Daniel has, Daniel is the only one, his brother, Daniel, uh, who's, who Betty ripped his hair, ripped his hair off, you know, in the hobgoblin lives, uh, Daniel is under, uh, <laughs> ripped his piece is, off. Yeah. Yeah. Ripped his piece off. Daniel is in protective custody because he's expected to testify against his brother. Uh, but according to Roderick, Daniel is the only other person who knows where the journal is. So. Osborne and Kingsley plot or Roderick plot that, uh, you know, uh, Roderick is going to go get Daniel, bring him back to Osborne. He's going to tell Osborne the location of the journal. And then Osborne will Kingsley will turn over his holdings, his financial holdings to Osborne uh, in exchange for Osborne, giving him safe passage out of the country. So that's the plot. That's the plan. Got it. But of course, it things don't quite go according to plan. Uh, he he gives Kingsley a, hosgo, uh, a hobgoblin costume to suit up. There he goes. Uh, and um, yeah, you know I, I don't lie. I know what you're saying, Brad. The the hobgoblin his um, his face kind of has a weird tint to it. It's like he's uh, mm-hmm. it's like he's about to throw up. It's like he's seasick or something. Well, uh, I, I think Luke Ross is very early in his career. He's still he the most recent Luke Ross I I saw was on. Um, uh, Brubaker's cap, Captain America. So I think he's grown a lot, uh, in 20 years. So I, 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 he's got the, he's got the beginnings of something good going here, but I don't think he's quite there yet in the nineties. I was about to say, that sounds like a song from the sixties, doesn't it? That's, uh, so anyway, I, got I mean, that could, that could be, that could be said for just about any artist though, Brad. Oh, I know the, the, the more they do it, the more, yeah. if you want to be an artist, draw, draw more, draw more, draw more. The, I mean, I love John Romita, you know, John Romita Jr., but like his early stuff completely different than, than what he, you know, eventually. It is. And I, I, I tend to like his earlier stuff a lot. I liked his early stuff. I did too. Uh, anyway, go ahead, Jr. I'm sorry. All right. So He's Daniel's in protective right. custody. Roderick is, you know, going <laughs> to be the hobgoblin and go after Daniel. Spider-Man wants to know where King Daniel Kingsley is being held. Uh, and 
you know, this is, and this uh, Detective Snyder is a character that, uh, um, although although he dyed his hair since his first appearances, um, Stern, during Stern's original spectacular run back in the um, uh, early eight, late 70s, early 80s, uh, he had the idea that Spider-Man, as he made his way around Manhattan, would go into different precincts, and therefore he would meet a new precinct captain, see a different precinct captain in in, um, in, in these areas. And Snyder was one, Gene DeWolf was another, Chris Keating was another. Um, so this is one of Stern's old characters that he's revisiting. Well, they find out that the Hobgoblin is uh, attacking the, the safe house where Kingsley is, and... Uh, the, uh, the detective tells Spider-Man where that's at. Uh, and then, uh, so Spider-Man goes to save Daniel Kingsley, but there's somebody watching this from afar. And that is Norman's green goblin doppelganger, who I shall now call the gobbleganger. Here, I'm uh, trying to get there. Let's see. Yeah. Well, see, I've got, although I've oh, there, got more time now, I've got 25 there minutes. There. Yeah. Well, you know, look at, look at, you don't see a green goblin with a, with a sniper rifle on his back very often. <laughs> well, that's, that's going to come into play. That's yeah. going to come into play. Oh, okay. He's, he's just conveniently. Yeah. It's always amazing how the villain always had the hero or the villain <laughs> always has the device they need. So, well, the thing is the green goblin is there to ensure that Spider-Man doesn't beat the hobgoblin's ass. Uh, okay. because theoretically Hobgoblin is supposed to get Daniel and go get the journal for Osborne. But if Spider-Man, you know, beats Hobby and sends him back to jail, there goes that plan. So, so the, the gobbleganger is there to prevent just an event from happening. Yeah. Notice, so, notice on this page, like upper, you know, like uh, in the upper right, like the second panel, he, uh, he throws the pumpkin bomb, but he calls it a gas goblin. Has that ever come up before? I've never well, heard that. Well, never this heard. is uh, this is uh, concentrated flatulence. <laughs> George, you set yourself up for that. <laughs> you deserve that answer. <laughs> Did I? I was asking a legit question. I'm like, oh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What is a well, gas I mean, goblin? Uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, what is this? No, this we've is. All, like, we've all been gas goblins before, haven't we? Listen, I listen. I've I've read a lot of uh, you know hobgoblin and green goblin issues before i've never heard of a gas goblin <laughs> well that's because he's you know instead of the usual chemicals it's concentrated <laughs> flatulence so and and I, w I will have to admit that i stole that from uh uh blank man i if, don't know if only we had a uh goblin expert here i wish i wish we had yeah. you know if this was printed today it would be an ev goblin because we're trying to do away with gas Oh God, yeah! Don't even get me started. Wow! Don't New, even get me started. Uh, Elon Musk would uh, make an electric goblin pumpkin bomb for you. There you go. Uh, take away your check mark. Oh, too. stop! <laughs> oh my lord, where 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 are the fans calling Brad out for this? You know, I mean, you're all well, silent. Don't you don't you rile up your minions down there? They, in the chat? they egg him on, Jr. <laughs> and and we have to suffer. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, so anyway, so he's about to throw this bomb of concentrated flatulence. Um, <laughs> Spider-Man, you know, so, you know, of course, that doesn't stop Spider-Man because uh, oh. he's, he's, you know. Oh, he no, can, gas, cough, cough. He's had enough. He's yeah. had enough. But, uh, but anyway, before yeah. he, before he, know, before he TKOs Kingsley, uh, the, uh, the Green Goblin shoots a tranquilizer dart uh, into Spider-Man's back and he collapses. Yeah, there's the the whole building blows up and everything. But here, uh, I'll get you. Oh, by the way, nice homage to 250 again here. Nice homage. Here yep. comes the uh, trank uh, right oh. there. That kind of gives you a clue who this might be. No, it doesn't. Okay, because I forget <laughs> who's in the damn suit. I'm well, thinking. I, I, I'm thinking it's Craven, but I don't know. No, 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 no. Craven. Okay. Oh All my right. god. Oh lord. Oh, thank I you, Sarah. Keep it coming, Brad. Yeah, <laughs> cheesy jokes coming. Sarah demands it. By God, <laughs> Sarah, why are you the way that you are? What, <laughs> what hurt you? You know, I think I think this was exchange for having her be a regular on the show. Brad said, "Okay, you can be a regular on the show, but you have to laugh at all my jokes. You have to compliment me at every turn, and right. you have to stick up for me when George and Jr. are picking on me." I uh, put that in the contract of all new crawl spacers because of you two. 
because you both are filled with goblin gas. Wow. <laughs> oh, man, that hurts. That really. Uh, oh, right. You're an awful human being, Brad. Oh, here comes favorite JR's favorite. Mary says, when JR commands, we riot. There we go. There <laughs> we go. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Mary. <laughs> All right. So, all well, right. Well, last anyway, issue. Spider-Man Spider is like, you know, Spider-Man is unconscious as a result of the dart, which, you know, conveniently the, the, the Goppelganger had a uh, dart rifle. And, um, so, um, uh, basically Kingsley says, okay, or the hobgoblin says, okay, I want to take this moment to rip off Spider-Man's mask and find out who he is. Finally. Ooh. Boy, is Spider-Man finished in more ways than one? Oh, we'll find out in part it's three. 261. Of Goblins at the Gate. Look at that John Romita cover again. Just absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Do we and and you know Ramita Sr. inked Ramita Jr. on ASM 238, which was the first appearance of the Hobgoblin. So it's nice to see the OG back. So. Well, I mean, uh, he did more than just ink junior. I think he helped create junior. Didn't he? I wonder, I wonder if that, if that's like really fun, uh, for, uh, for John Romita junior, you know, like, uh, for, for ha having his dad ink him, or I wonder if it's That'd vexatious. Be. Cause then he looks back and he goes, Oh my God, why did you do this? You know? Yeah. Oh, I bet he doesn't. But I wonder if, like, he, you know, if he thinks, "Oh my God, what, what was this? What were you thinking on this?" Well, Milo has jinxed Jr. He says, "I think Jr. is on track to finish on time." Well, I don't know about that. Twenty-five minutes? Can he do one issue in twenty-five minutes, Milo? Well, I feel, I feel like if if John Romita Senior is doing the ink, then literally you can just throw anybody on pencils, like me, yeah. us three. I yeah. could probably, <laughs> you know, do it, and and then Romita Senior would probably just come in and fix it and be like, "No, I'm I'm sorry, yeah, I just have to redraw this for you." Uh, and then I would, and then then I would get credit and be like one of the best Spider-Man artists of all time. By the way, thank you, Gary in the Frozen. Everyone gives Brad a hard time, but I always laugh at his jokes. Yeah, thank you, Gary. Oh, thank you, Gary. Lord. Where where is it? all this pandering? I mean, she uh, was. <laughs> Has Brad like is does he really like impress you all that much? I mean, does he promise you that much money? You know, I mean, uh, I like what Hornacek says. Uh, now Jr. can spend fifteen minutes on a single page if he wants to. <laughs> well, we've done in this show. We've done fifteen minutes for like uh, three panels already. I know we have <laughs> a different. Time. I know we have. Uh, all, all right, right. we're times is ticking. Starting at two sixty one. The Hobgoblin is going to take Spider-Man's mask off and find out his identity. But in the next page, the Goppelganger zaps, says that's not what we're here for. Yeah. He's not going to let him do it. So yeah. anyway, so the, the Goppelganger and the Hobgoblin, they get Daniel. They take Spider-Man with them. They go back to the Multivex. Uh, building. Unfortunately, Daniel faints along the way because he hates flying. <laughs> Spider-Man is unconscious. They get to Multivex where they chain Spider-Man up and Daniel is unconscious. So they got to wait for him to wake up before he can uh, tell him where the journal is. Anyway, but Kingsley's think, thinking, boy, this, okay, this Osborne's nuts, but I'll, you know what? I'll throw him a bone here. I'll let him be the one to unmask Spider-Man. So there you go. Here you go, Osborne. I'll, you can unmask your greatest enemy. And Osborne says, I don't care who Spider-Man is. And then <laughs> Kingsley, what, what? And then it occurs to him, wait a minute. You already know who Spider-Man is. And, of course, we get that Oz, uh, Norman Osborn side sneer. Here, I'll, I'll try to find that side sneer pic. Let's see. Oh, yeah, there it is. And here is your side sneer. He sneers. So, so Norman Osborn already knows who Spider-Man is. Well... Well, the thing is, the jig is up in more ways than one, because Norman says, well, you know, your brother ain't waking up anytime soon, so <laughs> I'm just going to give him, I'm just going to give, you know, give him some drugs and just wake him the hell up. 
And Kingsley kind of, oh, you know, oh, you know, is taken aback by that. And Osborne says, ah, huh, you don't like that idea, huh? Could it be because there is no journal and you've been trying to con my ass this entire time? <laughs> you know, just so I bust you out of jail. And Kingsley says, well, well, how did you figure that out? Well, I didn't originally, but I, you know, but I kind of began to suspect it later on. So Norman Osborne's no fool. I mean, plus I doubt that Norman Osborne would have, you know, wrote in his journals, I, the Green Goblin. But anyway, I like how Norman, you know, is just like, you know, I, I don't need pumpkin bombs. I don't need a glider. I don't need, um, you know, wrist blasters. I just need to get hands on this man. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but before this happens, so we, uh, you know, Kingsley says, well, wait a minute. What about the deal we had? Uh, you know, you can't kick my ass uh, because uh, I'm supposed to give you my companies. And then Osborne pulls out all these papers and says, I already own Kingsley Limited, you know. And uh, I am now a fashion mogul. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> um, Norman Osborne will now wear the ascot. Yeah, there you go. And uh, which this is kind of uh, whether or not uh, uh, Stern meant to uh, set this up in the Hobgoblin Lives, but this is probably what Minkin was really doing with Kingsley during Hobgoblin Lives. Obviously, Minkin was not, since he's Osborne's toady, he wasn't setting up Oscorp to be sold to Kingsley. And, uh, Kingsley. He probably was uh, getting all the dirty could on Kingsley and, you know, Kingsley's board and, you know, and, and information that Osborne then could later use to take over Kingsley's companies. So, so Osborne shows him proof that he's already taken it over. And Roderick goes, how did you do that so quickly? And then we get, I'm Norman Osborne. <laughs> oh, well. Yep. Duh, I'm Norman. Of course, this, you know, Kingsley's kind of a little bit offended by this. And so we sort of decide, we sort of get the uh, Kingsley-Osborne battle you know, Osborne, you know, he's been hanging in the shadows not, uh, for the last few months, not getting his hands dirty. But for Kingsley, personally, he'll make an exception. Right. He'll personally whip his ass. <laughs> Spider-Man starts to revive. Osborne, however, finds out that he has underestimated Kingsley, yeah. uh, realizing that he's probably just as strong as he is, which makes sense uh, as, uh, you know, it's the same formula. Although Kingsley theoretically doctored it a little bit to uh, take out the elements that supposedly drove Norman insane. Uh, Spider-Man's reviving. The pumpkin bombs that Norman casually, carelessly threw away have ignited the building on fire. And it's starting to collapse around itself. So Spider-Man saves Daniel, gets him Daniel Kingsley out of the building, and then goes back in because he says, I can't let those two lunatics kill each other. And it's like, well, why not? <laughs> that was one of the first thing. It was like, so Spider-Man goes back in and like, he, let's see here. Oh, what, where, where, where does he, where exactly does he say it? But anyway, he says, I can't let those, let them stand by and kill each other. Okay. Where yeah, is back in. Anyway. So I just, you know, again, it's like, why not? I would solve a lot of your problems. Yeah. Anyway, so the Gopelganger tries to interfere on behalf of his Lord Master Norman Osborne, but you know, Spider-Man, Spider-Man can handle this guy pretty easily, and he decides he's going to find out who he is, and he takes his mask off. But yeah, we don't see the face. We don't find out who it is. Do we ever find out? I forget. Yes, yes, yes. Remember, this is the, here is what is supposed, was supposed to have happened. Mm -hmm. According to Glenn Greenberg, it was supposed to be Phil Urich and Norman was using him as his uh, gobbleganger, his revenge for Urich taking the uh, Green Goblin identity uh, yeah. during that time when the Green Goblin was a um, supposedly a hero. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he had stumbled into one of Harry's labs. When did we find out it was Phil Yurick? How far? Well, well, we never found out it was Phil Yurick. That was just behind. It was supposed to be Greenberg said it was supposed to be. Now okay. he said he, uh, at first he said he didn't know exactly why 
that I mean, I believe Bob Harris was the editor. Okay. Um, uh, one story I heard, I read was that Harris thought that the reveal should have been in the lead title, amazing Spider-Man, not in a secondary title, spectacular satellite, yeah, satellite title. So that the reveal should have been in the main title, but it was intent. It was supposed to be, uh, Phil York. Right. Now, unfortunately, right after this story, we go into one of the, the greatest crap fest of all time, uh, the Gathering of Five, and the final chapter. So now, now, real quick, this goblin was not the infamous fifth goblin that you hate, right? The burn. Did. This it, well, ultimately, it, it is. Ultimately, okay. It so is you hate because, this goblin, yeah? Because when Burn and Mackey. After people kept asking who was Green Goblin number five, who was this guy, the burn brought him back and said, oh, look, he's a degenerating clone. And we don't even know who he's a degenerating clone of. He's like a changeling in Star Trek. He can he changes faces and, you know, takes on different right. shapes and things like that. Goblin number five. Yeah. A little bit of Norman. No. In my life, a little bit of Monica, a little bit of Betty, a little bit of Mary Jane. In my life, I like the blondes on the bridge. <laughs> Good Lord. Snap, oh. snap, snap, snap. <laughs> that is frightening. That is frightening. It's like you, you didn't romance your wife with this, did you? Oh, no, I got moves. You're a goddamn monster. <laughs> Well, I'm glad yes, that somebody yes, Sarah, is instead of me. Sarah now. says we're doing we're doing Norman karaoke. Can you imagine what's what song? Okay, what song oh, would God. Norman do at karaoke? Go around the horn, Jr. You would know. Uh, it's not easy being green. It's <laughs> George. What would Norman sing at karaoke? Uh, uh, crazy, <laughs> crazy, <laughs> crazy, or green sleeves. Um. um what, what's a song by uh what what's in there a, blond, a blondie song wouldn't that be appropriate Tra call me call, well, why blondie because he likes me. blondes he doesn't like blondes he, doesn't he like kills blonde. them i know but what, what that, would, that's you have a very skewed version of oh Mike. mr Com comics london bridge is falling down yeah there you go Oh, oh, a little Aussie crazy train. That's that'd be a good one. That is. Uh, there we go. That was. Crazy Except it would be it would be the Pat Boone version of crazy train, <laughs> not not the Aussie version. Uh, I feel like Norman's way more Pat Boone. Hornacek says a uh, flying purple people eater. <laughs> well, I, that's one thing about Norman. I don't think he's ever in, in, in engaged in cannibalism. At least not yet. We know his favorite cereal is Snap Crackle Pop. <laughs> Trust me, well, I, I don't think we're done with bad writers on ASM, so Norman will probably go cannibal at some point. Yeah. Mary says Norman's song would be prepared, be prepared from Lion King. That would actually fit. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, but I better hurry up here because I only have eight minutes, right? Yeah. So, well, as it turns out, you know, we don't learn the identity of the Gopelganger, Gopelganger, because Bob Harris didn't want it revealed. Um, Bob Harris. The Hobgoblin gets away. And, uh, so, or the, well, actually what happens first is Norman hears the sirens and says, oh crap, I got to get out of here. I can't be seen here. You know, I can't be seen fighting the hobgoblin. It's just going to ask too many questions. How about how the hell am I going to get out of here? And then he finds the goblin, the, the green goblin mask that uh, Spider-Man pulled off, uh, the gobbleganger and he gets an idea and then here, I got you. The I got page, you. This, is, this is a pretty good little segment right here. He looks at that mask. He's got an idea. Next page. Fire. And then we'll oh, he it. hops on the glider, doesn't he? Yep. <laughs> is that the Green Goblin? I don't know, but if it is, he's sure best dressing better these days. <laughs> I love how the mask, when he steps on it and then looks down at it, it looks like a scared little bitch. <laughs> never occurred to me. So show that. Th throw it up there, Brad. Uh, he looks at the mask and he is mask looks scared yeah the mask look at the mask look like it's looks like it's scared like a uh, oh mcnulty has the best one goblin would sing a freak like me he already sang it in the musical that there's a song well freak i mean like. yeah that, that that one's kind of obvious though i mean yeah. literally, <laughs> literally him singing it yeah that is so, the greatest that is the greatest <laughs> goblin song however it is it, well it was the best song of that whole musical it was <laughs> it was, was. <laughs> well 
anyway, the story concludes the green gob, both green goblins get away. The hobgoblin gets away. Spider-Man goes to Mary Jane, you know, goes back home and, you know, Mary Jane, you know, patches his wounds. And, uh, of course, then they decide since they're already in bed, they decide they're just going to take it, you know, yep. There we go. You know, <laughs> face it, tiger. One we, of us we, has to, what we know we, uh, well, one of us has to be the first to make the move. Uh, so we you know what they're going to be doing. Up, all right. Is what she says. Uh, we know what they're going to do after this panel. So then we go back to, uh, the, the Osborne and, uh, his, uh, you know, his, uh, dupe saying, you know, this very disappointing new boy for losing your mask. Don't do it again. Or I'll make sure you lose something more important. Check and out Norman's then, house slippers. And then uh, I wouldn't think he's a house slipper kind of guy. And then Osborne reflects that, well, you know, this really didn't turn out to be too bad. I mean, you know, Kingsley's a wanted fugitive. He had to leave the country. I got all of his companies, you know, all in all, not, not a bad day. And then but what did happen to Roderick Kingsley? Well, he's not doing too bad either. <laughs> Norman did, Copa, Copa Cabana. Norman, I mean, Norman Goblins and his, gliders uh, and much open Boy, this fighting. This is just sad. <laughs> At the Copa. You're watching the, the, you know, the, 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 the last days of uh, cogency from a once great man. Um, <laughs> uh, so anyway, fortunately for Kingsley Osborne didn't get a hold of all his stash at the, his secret Swiss bank accounts. Uh, and so Kingsley is now sitting there on an Island, uh, with no extradition treaties, soaking up the sun, you know, soaking up the sand and wondering, has the world truly seen the end of the hobgoblin? So, and I think we didn't see him again until slot touched him. We, well, we, yeah. we, we in official continuity we didn't see him until slot screwed so 98 up. till about what 2010 maybe well but but before that though uh tom defalco brought kingsley back from the island kingsley was on the island uh and Spider then Girl? uh i believe who came after him i believe maybe the black tarantula or something and anyway he was oh, one of spider girls in a, in oh spider girl yeah, and Spider yeah, he Girl. Was yes, I remember Spider Girl. Black yeah, Girl. they brought yeah. him back in Spider Girl, and he was a pretty good villain there too. You know, he, he kind of just slid he right in, and you know, he, he didn't miss a beat. You know, he uh, he was a pretty good, he turned out to be a pretty good Spider Girl villain as well. But in the real continuity, Slot brought him back, made it look like Phil Urich killed him off and assumed his identity. But as we found out, it was really Daniel that Phil killed. And Phil went crazy um, and became the Goblin King. And then Norman killed him. And then he came back from the dead as a zombie Goblin King. And he's currently now in the Red Goblin series. So. Slot, like having, Slot having brought uh, Hobgoblin back is a lot like, you know, like when a movie, like the first chapter of a movie will, will start. And it's like John Williams and it's the score is awesome. And yeah. then the next movie, it's not John Williams, but it's, it's, it's somebody like Waste Bear. <laughs> is that like between, between Superman one and Superman two? Superman one is is John Williams, and Superman two is somebody <laughs> doing John Williams's music. I, I won't say that because I, I enjoyed Superman two. Oh, I did too. As a kid. So, so I was talking about just the music. I mean, oh. it was like if you watch Superman one, Superman two back to back, you know, you got John Williams, and then you got someone imitating him in the second. I like what uh, Joey Z says on the, uh, the caption here of the hobgoblin Kokomo intensifies. Can you just imagine in the background? That's, that's the story we needed and never got is like what happens with Kingsley in the Caribbean, but we you got know? Aruba, Jamaica. Yeah. Ooh, I want to take it to Bermuda. Bahama, well, you know, he's sitting, pretty mama. Come he on, probably Jerry, is not doing me. anything. He's he's got his millions or whatever. He probably is going to make the. Uh, he's probably going to go through all the young ladies. You know, <laughs> I mean, he he's because he's sitting there saying, "Why the heck did I ever go back to that crime crap?" You know, I mean, I got out of it for a reason. Just when I was out, slot pulls me back in. <laughs> someday, someday we're going to find out that uh, Kingsley uh, Kingsley you know, had a, had a love baby in the Caribbean and it's going to, it's going to come back and fight Normie. Yeah. That's there we go. <laughs> and they'll probably put a symbiote on that one too. My An God. 87 variant covers. An 87 variant cover. <laughs> Don't give him any ideas. Oh, edge JR, of goblin verse. Was this a good month? 
Well, this, unfortunately, the story didn't quite stick to the landing because yeah. we didn't, we, we, we were being led to believe we were going to get a mono e mono between the original green mm -hmm. goblin and uh, the original hobgoblin. We didn't get it. Um, so it was kind of, it was a disappointment. Um, it started out interesting, but, uh, again, and we also didn't get the reveal of the, uh, the, uh, the doppelganger, which we thought we were going to get as well, but editorial overruled it, which it often does. Uh, so unfortunately it started out strong, but it just, uh, like I said, it just didn't stick to the landing. JR, would you, would you agree? Right. Um, am I? Yeah. Can you guys no, hear I can me? Hear okay? You. okay. Would you agree? That uh, Norman's, uh, aside from Spider-Man, Norman's greatest enemy is, is probably Kingsley? You know, I always wanted Norman to have other rivals. Once he became, you know, he came back, and I, I did want him to have other rivals. I, th I thought Kingsley would have made a good rival for him. Um, I'm trying to think of who else he went. I, although him and Doc Ock would be, uh, I mean, uh, the but unfortunately, Slot you know, slot got his hands on Norman and Doc Ock's first confrontation. Uh, yeah, which was, and and ooh. back when uh, back when you had Doc back when you had Doc Ock and Hobgoblin on the same team on the same Sinister Six team, I think it was Magendale. I'm yes, pretty it sure was. it was Magendale. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Magendale. I think in his uh, demon form. I think maybe, but uh, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, Osborne. You know, Osborne and Kingsley. Osborne and and, and the Kingpin. Uh, you know, there's he's got a you know because uh, Kingpin tried to have him killed once. Um, he sent Nitro after him. Um, so we but, have a. Uh, Unfortunately, Question. unfortunately, nothing, you know, nothing, you know, again, we went into the uh, reboot period right after this uh, and things sucked for quite some time. And uh, a lot of the uh, things, that, a lot of promising ideas never, never found fruition. Uh, we have a question from Didymus uh, says, is there room for both goblins, JR? There is. But right now it's, it's not been handled too well because they're distinct personalities. I mean, there is Kingsley is stone cold sane and Osborne is, is a troubled man plagued by demons, you know? And, uh, um, yeah. you know, in that, fact, King, Kingsley made a point of saying, I am not crazy. Osborne is crazy. I am not crazy. Um, so that's what I've always liked about the hobgoblin is that he's like, uh, like a sane mercenary and he's mm -hmm. not, he's not nuts. He's not, he knows what he's around. doing. Yeah, he's not running around laughing his full head off. Remember, like uh, when Slot brought in uh, Phil Urich with the as the D and D character Goblin with yeah, the, with the yeah. fire sword and all. And he, all he did was laugh. Yeah, yeah. well, he had his uh, Goblin laugh, right? The Sonic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. his. That was his superpower, though, from his hero days. Is the uh, lunatic laugh? So God, but, it was so gross. Yeah, but uh, no, there's. I mean, they're both distinct personalities. They uh, they both have reason to hate each other. Uh, it would make a good rivalry, but unfortunately, one of the gimmicks, one of the tropes, became Kingsley always using doppelgangers. You know, it's like when when he comes back uh, during uh, well during the Superior Spider Man, it turns out that that's not really Kingsley either. Uh, it's somebody that Kingsley set up to be killed. Uh, and of course, Norman is so stupid that he doesn't, you know, oh, I killed the hobgoblin, you know, and uh, doesn't bother to take his mask off. And Phil Urich does, oh, well, better not tell the boss. That's not really the hobgoblin. It's like, we got uh, one last question before we wrap it up. We got Joey Z asking, does Norman's psychosis make him more or less dangerous than Kingsley? Ah, boy, that's a good, it, de it depends, you know, because it's, it's kind of interesting because next month, uh, we're going to talk about Lex Luthor a little bit. Um, I, I you don't know, hear that much on a Marvel show. <laughs> no, you know, that, that's, I mean, that's a good question. It just depends. It's like, you know, is the Joker a more dangerous villain than Lex Luthor? Well, it depends. <laughs> it depends yeah. on when you catch them. Uh, it depends on whether or not you're ready for them. Um, you know, uh, Kings, you know, with the thing with Norman, though, is Norman's weakness is you can get him to beat himself. Ultimately. Oh, yeah. uh, and uh, so he's probably more careless. Uh, but he's but, you know, Kingsley's, you know, again, these guys, they, they're megalomaniacs uh, and their egos are easily pricked. Uh, and, you know, Kingsley is, is the same. And once you do that, you know, these guys kind of these guys all kind of lose it when uh, because, like I said, they're egomaniacs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, like you, like uh, like Kingsley isn't crazy, but you can definitely flip his switch. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm.
All right. Uh, as JR alluded to, uh, next month, next month is a Marvel and DC team up with Spider-Man and Superman. You don't hear that much. Cue the John Williams music because uh, one of these that. one of these books that we're going to cover next month, I read un- uncountable times uh, back when I was a kid. It's a classic. Two classics, honestly. Especially that that second one's underrated with that John Williams. And that's a wrap on that episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Before we go, I want to give a shout-out to our Patreon members who support us each and every month. So a big shout-out goes to Winnipeg Webhead. We've got Gene, JR, Robert, Scott, Vinkman, Adam, Annie, Brian, Craig, Cyberweasel, Frazetta Hulk, Jacob, James, Jesse, John P., Josh, Kelly, Laura... Matthew, Mohammed, Noah P, Ryan, Sarah, Scott F, Scott M, Spider Mario, Will, hashtag something good for you, AJ, Anthony, Anthony L, Dow, Detboy, Donnie, Frederick, Hafskimo, Ira, J, JB, Jared, John M, Curtis, Mark, Milo17, Moises, Mitzi86, Nick, Patrick, and we also have Rocky. And Ryan, Sailor, Sega, Steven, Stewart, Symbiobro, and Thomas, and Toby Z, and Valiant Shadow. Again, thank you to each and every one of you for supporting our, our website and our podcast. I hope you enjoy your perks like exclusive episodes, uh, Discord channels just for you, merch, uh, early release episodes, etc. It's all available on patreon.com slash crawlspace. Yeah.